Hey everybody, welcome to the Crohn's Fitness Food Podcast, dedicated to raising awareness, sharing IBD stories, and offering support for those with Crohn's and colitis. Together, we can share knowledge, experiences, and help show the world the many faces of IBD. Well, hi everyone. Thank you for joining me today for another episode of the Crohn's Fitness Food Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Gish, Crohn's warrior since 2006 and lifelong fitness fanatic. My guest today is Giovanni Gonzalez, who you might recognize as the founder and owner of Purple Roots Clothing. Diagnosed four years ago with Crohn's disease, he's sharing his journey, inspiration, and raising awareness for IBD. Thank you so much for joining me today, Giovanni, and welcome to the show. My pleasure. My pleasure. Um, pleasure's all mine. I'm actually super excited, and thank you for giving me the opportunity. You are more than welcome. I'm excited to, to have you on and ready to hear more about your story. So with that being said, why don't we go ahead and jump right in, and why don't you start off by sharing your Crohn's story and talk about how you were diagnosed? Yeah, no, of course. Um, so I originally was first diagnosed um, January of 2016. Um, actually a few days before my birthday, um, it was, uh, if you want to fall back a little bit more, it was, it all kind of started, I'd say November, maybe October, November, and falling into December of 2015, where I was going to my primary doctor with, of course, excruciating pains, pains that I just didn't know how to pinpoint. Um, you know, after tests and tests, she kind of mentioned words that I've never heard of, such as also mm -hmm. colitis, Crohn's disease and a few other things. Um, and I just had no idea what these were. So one day, of course, I was feeling really, really ill. And I was at work. And what really, really sparked me, and just hit, like, I guess you could say, led me over the edge was um, vitamin C, like mm. the, I'm sorry, the emergency, I'm sorry, the mm -hmm. emergency kind of caps like the, you know, the ones you put in your water. Yeah, when people are sick, they usually yeah. take the emergency. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So I was at home, I was at work, and one of my colleagues actually had mentioned, like, "Hey, you should take that because you kind of look like you're sick." And you know, typical fever or you know maybe a cold. And I was like, "Yeah, you know, what? I should." Well, for me, all that acidic, and though it's good for any other individual, right? I do recommend vitamin C in certain mm -hmm. ways. <laughs> but for me, all that acidic, it just blew up my stomach. It was just not the word like. Yeah, so mm -hmm. I um, it just led to lots of harsh, harsh pains, excruciating pains, and a lot of vomiting. Um, and uh, my my actually my boss looked at me. And he goes, "You do not look good. Like you look blue." And I was like, "Well, that's, mm. that's a good color, I guess." But uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't think I should be looking that color. So he actually rushed me to the hospital. Um, a few hours later, of course, my parents met me there. I ended up. Uh, in the ER, just waiting and waiting. And, and to the point, I just couldn't sit down. There was just that much pain, that much abdominal pain, cramps, you know, um, you know, of course, a lot of, of um, restroom breaks. And I was in the ER, and I got admitted in, I want to say three, total four days when they finally told me like, hey, you have this thing called Crohn's disease. And I was wow. just like, okay, what is that? Like, I've never heard about this before. Never been told this, never nothing um one doctor did mention that it you know if not cured or if not treated it can lead to colon cancer and mm -hmm. that's when i was just like what 
is that really on the table right now? Like, are we really having this kind of conversation? Of course, my mom being there, I mean, she just broke up in tears in the sense of like, where is this coming from? You know? Um, so well, I ended up staying, I think I want to say a matter of six days in the hospital of tests. Obviously, my inflammation needed to go down. Um, and so finally, it was to the point to a question of having surgery um, to have the, I'm butchering it, I always say it wrong, the elastomy bag? Ostomy, ostomy. Mm-hmm. Elastomy? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> and um, I decided not to. Um, it was just mm-hmm. my personal choice. Um, reason for that, I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to do everything in my power before I start cutting myself open. And it sounds like this was happening pretty quickly. I mean, you didn't have, it didn't sound like this had dragged on for years and years. I mean, this almost seems like it was pretty much kind of this one major catalyst event and all of a sudden your world is just turned upside down. Absolutely. Absolutely. This did not come from years of years of pain. Like, and I've met a few people and I, I, I really like, I, I'm almost like, Oh my gosh, like you dealt with it for so much longer than I did. You know? Um, so this came from, I, I actually thought this was a time frame where I was really, really into fitness. I was really into just kind of transitioning my body of eating cleaner, you know, of lots of pre-workouts and of course lots of protein. So I thought maybe, Hey, maybe I kind of not taking the right supplements, so to speak. So maybe some of this stuff is, you know, affecting me. And I mean, maybe it was, but it wasn't, it wasn't nothing to pinpoint like, Hey, that one supplement is what ruined you. No, it was just, it was a matter of like, I'd say three months, you know, October, November, Mm -hmm. December, leading into January. That just, that just hit me hard. And it, and it really changed. I mean, yes, I was working a lot during that year prior. Like I was in fact working from 5am to 5pm. After Mm -hmm. that, I was hitting the gym really hard and just trying to do everything I could because, you know, I, felt like I was you know at that moment like obviously as a 26 year old I thought I was impossible you know um right um and so yeah you know that's kind of how originally started so what happened at that point you sounds like you turned down turned down the ileostomy surgery but you definitely had the diagnosis so what did it look like at that point were you put on medications or did you try to tackle it from a different avenue yeah so originally I mean I am I'm going to say I'm very, uh, very open. Mm-hmm. If not, I was more strongly, very stubborn. I was more mm-hmm. of, the, of the mindset of just give me what I need and let's go, you know, just give me the mm-hmm. medications or, you know, whatever it is to stop the pain and let's go. So of course I was on steroids to stop the inflammation. I felt great, right? Because you, as I know, may or not know, like steroids stop a lot. And of course they allow you to eat again. And so I felt good for, I want to say, maybe a month or two. And, of course, you know, um, some pain, pain medication and everything like that. And then I was actually um, put on, um, oh, my gosh, I'm, lo- I'm losing the first medication that I was given. Um, not in- was it a pill? No, it was actually put on a prescription. So it was uh, not, not Humira, not um, Intivio. Um, Remic- Remicade, maybe? Remicade, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was actually put on Remicade, and it worked great. So once a month. I'd go into an infusion lab, you know, and I felt good. It didn't bother me for this lifestyle in the sense because it, I was fine. I was able to work. I was able to work out. I was able to still live my active lifestyle that I had wanted, um, eat, you know. But the thing is, I was not smart about it. I just thought this mm-hmm. medication is just going to make me feel good and I can still eat what I want. And ultimately, of course, you know, your body builds antibodies 
And I'd say maybe, maybe less than a year, you know, I started crashing and I started having a flare up because my body got used to it. And I was just not giving my body the right nutrients, I would say, um, and mm-hmm. vitamins to help it, you know? Um, so that was my first phase, I guess you can say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then um, sure enough, I got admitted to the hospital. Um, and from there, I, you know, it was just a lot of cycle of like, what's working, what's not. I uh, then um, got switched over to, um, you know, obviously from one month, okay, let's do it every two weeks, you know, so really upping the dose into the max. And after a few colonoscopies within that year, I think it was a total of two within the first year. Um, after the third one, they're like, hey, your, your, col- your colon is largely still inflamed. That means it's not working. Um, so we're going to switch over to Intivio. And of course, mm-hmm. I, this is still a cycle of like, hey, like, I know I should be eating better. Um, ultimately, I should be doing a lot of things that I can control. But I just wasn't really listening to myself as much as I should have. Right. Well, and I think especially when we're younger, too, it's so easy to just see everybody else around you that's eating what they want and enjoying life and doing what they can. And and I know, you know, especially for me, I felt like, why should I have to control what I'm eating when I'm taking all these, you know, biologic serious medications that should be able to fix it? And even for me, it wasn't enough. I still had to watch what I ate. And so it's it's a frustrating kind of cycle. So I completely get where you're coming from and where you were at of just not being ready to, to dive in and clean up the diet because you want to enjoy life. <laughs> definitely. No, this was definitely a phase of my life where um, I, I really saw like, Hey, why, you know, I'm getting these medications that are ultimately supposed to just what I saw at the time, just help me live a, what a normal lifestyle. Why should I start to kind of hinder the rest of my lifestyle to fit this? And that's really ultimately what we start to do, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I wasn't doing that. I didn't have that mindset of like, hey, like you need to maybe do what you can, you know, give it the right things in your lifestyle to not really necessarily like lean on the medication as much as I should. I did, I'm, you know, as much as I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tivia was actually like a really bad phase for me about probably I'd say two months, maybe even three months of it did not work. It did not work for me. I probably had, was admitted to the ER maybe three times within those three months. Um, each time, I would probably stay in the hospital, of course, um, three, maybe two or three days because of how mm-hmm. plastic my flare up, my flares up were. Um, I think at one point, I hit like almost 200. I think it was 200. Mil- I forgot what it's called. Um, mag- mag- um, mm-hmm. A flare up. And they had to put me, obviously, on prednisone uh, pretty harsh. Um, I wasn't admitted and I wasn't released until obviously I brought it down to like 17s and 16 numbers, even lower than that. Um, but that was definitely a phase. Um, yeah. And that was probably 2000, you were diagnosed 2016. So that was probably 2017 that you had switched over to Intivio and still kind of struggling with finding the right medication. Yeah. I want to say going ending of 2017, almost even into 2018, is when I really, that was just a harsh time for me. I think mentally, you know, physically, to see your body transition from what I was at 170 weight, and my, and my comfortable weight. I've always been a slim guy, mm-hmm. but I just love being active. Um, from that, literally dropping to about 138, maybe 130, yeah, um, in a matter of like a month and a half. Um, that was really tough. And of course, this doesn't help during a time of a flare-up, right? Because your body, 
is transitioning in ways that you don't want to. So you're struggling mentally, but of course you have to try to calm down and really not stress on your daily lifestyle that you want to live. But then here's a flare up and you're given lots of prednisone and you know other medications, so to speak, to help you. So, I mean, it, it goes back to that whole, you know, it's not a you know light switch that you can just turn off, you know, even though you see your body drastically, drastically change in ways that you can't control and ways that you don't want it to. Um, and um, it was tough, you know, to, to live what I would say like a really normal lifestyle, go to work and still be active. Um, I had a pretty tough, um, demanding job, you know, I was a salesman in construction sales. So it was... Mm-hmm. It was tough not to, you know, meet the requirements that I needed to do. Um, and of course, now I'd, you know, I'd taken, um, I'd actually met, um, I guess you can say, like, reconnected with um, a friend of mine who is now, you know, my girlfriend, who is now my girlfriend at this time frame, and is now mm-hmm. actually my fiance. Um, she came on. In Congratulations. T- <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I finally said yes. You know, it was tough. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, you know, we've known each other since high school, so we know each other very, very well. But, of course, we finally stepped into the dating uh, scene, and and, uh, she jumped into this pretty early. You know, I was diagnosed in January, so to speak, 2016. We actually started dating, Mm -hmm. I would say, like in April of 2016. So this is when I was really in my highs of Humira. I'm sorry, not Humira, Remicade. Mm -hmm. So everything was high, but then she really she saw the really bad times of Intivio and, you know, the, the Remicade not hitting me very well. So for her to be here, you know, at the hospital day in and day out, I mean, I say this, I'll say this to the rest of my life. Like I am beyond blessed um, to have her Mm -hmm. um, because it's people like that, that just keep me grounded at the same time, just keep me just fighting. Yeah. Through that thick and thin and they really are right there by your side. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. So tell me, tell me what happened after that point from Intivio. So it sounds like you've got your your partner with your with you, your fiance, and she's supporting you, but you're still going through the rough time. And you, from what I can tell, you're in a good place now. So tell me kind of what happened, kind of navigate through those next couple of years. Yeah. No, it definitely took a lot of change, and it wasn't necessarily change in medication. It was in change of lifestyle. And that was mm-hmm. the big thing is when you start really transitioning your life to meet the requirements to like, hey, it's not like, uh, let me see how I can explain if I'm sorry if I'm butchering it, but it's not like, hey, I want to I want to live the lifestyle that I want. So I need to take this many medications. I didn't see it that anymore. I said to myself, like, I want to live the lifestyle that I want. So I need to do what I need to do in changing my, like changing the lifestyle that best fits my needs. Um, so I actually even took on a different role at work. Now I'm, you know, I clock in and out. So when I'm done, I'm done as opposed mm-hmm. to before I was a sales. And so I was always on call and, you know, you, when you're in the hospital, you kind of get those rude awakenings on the ultimately, whether it's, you know, people that come and go in your life and, you know, you start kind of hindering those things out. Um, but for me, was huge is, is how blessed I am with my family of how supportive my friends and my family are. So for them mm-hmm. to see me in the hospital, even like my niece and my goddaughter, uh, my nephews, you know, I think they always see me as just this just crazy uncle, wild, you know, very just optimistic of anything. 
And I didn't want them to see me like that in the hospital ever again. So though it's happened, you know, again, um, Mm -hmm. this is when things started transitioning. And of course, like I said, I'm blessed to have uh, the fiance that I have because she was like, okay, we really need to start looking into diets and lifestyles. Um, You know, your workouts maybe need to change. You know, now you're dealing with fatigue. Um, How can you start really changing my workouts? That's how we started questioning, like, how can we change our workouts that really still give you the the endurance and the stamina that you want um but at the same mm-hmm. time you're not killing your body you know though i loved killing mm-hmm. in the gym um it was not about that anymore it was just like okay i just need to be more i just need to find that stamina that endurance um so i stepped into different diets but ultimately for the past i'd say over a year now maybe even going in two years um i've been on humera um and mm-hmm. did not work i've been on humera um and they've told me and we've mentioned to you know actually it's not working anymore but it's been over a year and i tell them personally i'm not ready to change um a medication because i'm still like i want to do what i can health wise diet wise you know vitamin wise mm-hmm. um before I, 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 I completely close it out the door. Um, mm-hmm. And it's actually been, um, yeah, better, a lot better. So what are some of the different changes that you did make in your fitness? What were some of the workout changes that you switched to? What were some of the things that helped? And then talk a little bit more about food and what some of those, those diet changes were that you found were helpful. Yeah, definitely into fitness. It was very tough for me not to go into the gym or any gym and and want to max out, so to speak, as they say, right? Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but now it's more about endurance. So lighter weights and just longer distance, so to speak. Um, so instead of actually, you know, wanting to squat X amount of weight, it was like, hey, go on the bike and kind of push your legs that way and you're still getting a good workout you're still actually you know so to speak burning calories um and so i started switching my ways of not necessarily heavy lifting but just more endurance Mm -hmm. body weights and still pushing myself that way um you know i grew up playing soccer all my life as well as basketball volleyball so i tore my acl a few years back so the fact that i couldn't play sports i needed to find a new way to challenge myself mentally and of course physically and of course, mm-hmm. gym and hiking and just being more active. I mean, my uh, my fiance and I we 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 enjoy cycling. Um, and another thing too, it was it was another thing that I needed to incorporate that I didn't know, which is yoga. Um, mm-hmm. Yoga has helped me tremendously to slow down. <laughs> yes, um, yes. Slow down not only physically but of course my mind um, because I wanted to go in the gym and just all right, I got one hour. Let's see what I can do as much as I can do. And this is you know that was my mindset for a long time. So I need to find a way of like, okay, I'm challenging my body because my body is now moving in different ways when you're doing yoga, mm-hmm. but it's challenging. And that was fun. And that it has been fun because now I'm, you know, I'm exercising myself in different ways. Um, mm-hmm. So that's been very, very fun. So I love that, especially because so many people that I've met and talked to with IBD is we all seem to have similar personality traits of just go, 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 go and mm-hmm. and being stubborn and just going as hard as we can until we drop. <laughs> and so I think a lot of people kind of end up learning the hard way or just 
taking a long time to learn that we finally do need to rest and let our bodies kind of slow down, let our minds slow down, remove those stressors like you did with with work, changing your roles and letting listening to your body, letting it guide you into different types of workouts and and really listening to what it needs. So I think that's that's wonderful. And so many people I think are right there along with you will resonate with that. Yeah. These these things have been very huge and it did not take an overnight process, right? It did not take yeah. an overnight decision. Even for now, I mean, another thing too is, is sleep. I mean, I'm big on, you know, if we ever go out, you know, or if we're out and about, you know, um, understanding like, hey, I can stay up till 3am, but it's, you know, it's that, let's just say midnight, after midnight or, you know, 10pm or for example, like, I've had my fun. Now let's just go mm-hmm. for the rest. Like, don't force it, you know, though, yeah, you can probably still continue having fun after a certain time. But at the end of the day, you're just also now diminishing or if not, like, you know, cutting away from other things that are important. And so I've really, like, take, take like, I've now made those things important to me. And I've, it's not easy. And I'm sure you can agree that you've had to say no, mm-hmm. when you wanted to say yes. And I've had to say no, a lot of night outs, um, a lot of, so to speak, parties, and now, of course, um, but it's, it's understanding like, Hey, this is, this is what I need so that I can wake up tomorrow and not be hurting and not be frustrated Mm -hmm. and not be upset that I can't function, you know, the next day. So it's playing that long game now, instead of just the immediate gratification, it's uh, let me, let me plan this so that I feel good for the whole week and, and pass that. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's been a huge thing for me, you know, um, it's not easy because I, I, like I said, I'm pretty, pretty out there. <laughs> Try to be, mm-hmm. you know, but at the same time, like it's like, you know what? This is just what's best for me, and this is the best way that I can give everyone what I, the best of me, um, you know. And and I think it's great to hear that in the community to know that I know sometimes we can feel alone, like we're the only ones that have to make these hard decisions or that we're walking this path. And so I think it helps to really hear that you know what, I'm not the only one that has to say no or chooses to say no so that I can get to bed early so my body can rest. And, and we're, you know, we're all kind of in this together. And I think that's important to know and to really understand that it is helping us. Yeah, no, I'm huge on that. And I think I, I cannot agree with you more. I mean, understanding that, you know, you're sometimes the way you think or the way I think it's, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's going to be a connection and little do we know, and we're going to find it sooner or later where that connection of like, Hey, we're understanding each other. And we're understanding the fact that your needs are very different from mine, but yet we appreciate, you know, and we give credit and we respect, you know, that, you know, your needs are different and, and you're, you mm-hmm. need that because it's, it's what makes you happy, you know? And, and that's one of the, one of the biggest things that I've learned. I've learned so much these past four, four and a half years and of just, dealing with this, so to speak, or living with this. And, and, uh, yeah. So tell me a little bit about the food journey that you've been on. What kind of things have you changed? I love talking about food and hearing the, the different things that people can tolerate and what they cannot tolerate. So how's food looked for you over the the past few years? And especially with Humera, the last couple of years, has that impacted what you can eat or what you can't eat? And then have you kind of changed and brought that diet piece online to where you're really making that a part of your, your journey too? Definitely, definitely. Um, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure like everyone else, uh, food and 
and me either get along or we don't get along. It's tough. <laughs> it's very tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a love-hate relationship, I guess. Um, <laughs> it is. It is. Thankfully for me, I actually never liked spicy food growing up. And yes, I'm Hispanic, mm-hmm. and that was a tough thing, you know, for my parents. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I actually grew up never liking spi- liking anything spicy. So that was, I think, pretty easy for me. Um, mm-hmm. When it comes to diet, I mean, I'm sorry, when it comes to like even as simple as like alcohol, I mean, I haven't had a beer in over a year, going on two years. Um, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily miss it. I mean, I have my occasional wine, um, you know, and, my, and I guess you could say my cocktails, but it's very limited now. Um, it's not needed. You know what I mean? Um, I just don't get that craving. Mm-hmm. Like after yeah. a long day of work, you come home and crave a beer. That's just not me anymore. I used mm-hmm. to be, but it's just not me. Um, so that factor is, is, is gone pretty smoothly, and I'm very thankful for that. Um, when it what com- do you think helped that mindset shift? Um, the surroundings. I think the, mm-hmm. the changing of lifestyle. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, you surround yourself with people um, that still have that you know, that mindset of like, hey, dude, let's go to the local bar after work and, you know, have a beer. I mean, I can do that. And I have and I will. Um, but now mm-hmm. it, at the at the beginning, it was very hard to not order a beer, let's just say that or not order alcohol yeah. beverage while you're sitting at the bar. Um, and I, I struggled with that at the beginning. Um, and then little by little, you start kind of, hey, you know what, I'd rather just go home and just watch the game at home, you know, or watch the sports or whatever the occasion may be. I'd rather just do it at home. Um, then you, then you start kind of getting used to that. And so you get more comfortable at a bar saying no to it. Um, Mm -hmm. but it does take practice and it does take patience, (laughs) Uh, but ultimately it does take, uh, you know, having to be with the right amount of people, the right people that understand like, Hey dude, I, you know, this, this affects me in ways that I can't really explain to you, you know, wheat obviously from beers like that just hurts me. So, um, if you don't understand that, then maybe we should have a, a different conversation. Then, you know, let's let's not talk about, you know, be around each other or, you know, like I said, these these conversations are not easy as you're losing and gaining mm-hmm. you know, certain people in your life. But if uh, if you really want to give the best in your life the most for any anything and everyone, you you really have to be selective. Right. Um, yeah. And the people who do love and care about you, they're going to stay. And I'm sure you found that maybe there were a few that maybe you don't see as much but the few that you know do matter i'm sure they're they're still there whether you're having a beer or not (laughs) yeah you know there's one instance where i was within the first i probably say six months that i was going through this and i'll never forget it and these are things that i i think now i'm like you know what you know i don't want to say it in a very cliche way but there's you know there's people that are um for the long how does that say you know that for the long haul but there's some for the just mm-hmm. temporary phase in your life um yeah yeah i know there was one scenario where you know a friend of mine just kept on really you know giving me a call or texting me or like hey let's go out let's go out and i was like hey man you know I, I i can't drink you know whether i'm under certain medication or you know i just I, right now i just can't you know but but we can still go out, grab some dinner you know or still hang out and i don't think they saw it that way they just wanted to go out and hang you know at a bar mm-hmm. and those are the friends that i'm like you know what um I'm okay without right now. Um, maybe someday in the future we'll, you know, we'll come to better grounds. But this is a part of my life that I just need to be kind of selfish, right? I mean, yeah, it's the. I mean, I it's that whole thing for me is I never want to be in the hospital, so I need to do yeah. everything in my power um, to not be there. So I think that's, that's great. Yeah. 
So you, you've kind of cut out alcohol for the most part, except for occasionally, and you, no spicy foods. What else have you done with your diet to really yeah. bring you to a good spot? So one of the things that I did, and I, I am very, very like proud of is I did in fact start seeing like a holistic doctor, you know, um, mm-hmm. that's something that's pretty big to me. Um, it was very different to open up and in that sense, because to be honest with you, I grew up just being or knowing Western medicine, you know, um, mm-hmm. so I wanted to branch out something different, of course, the help of my fiance and a few friends and family members. Um, I branched out to something different. And, you know, we, we tackled that on little by little. And it's been great allowing me to open up in different ways, really understanding um, things that trigger me, not just not just like trigger a flare up through foods, but what kind of, you know, how do I, how do I explain it? Like when I, when I eat, how is this going to make me feel, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so during this time, it was a, actually a flare up. My, actually my last one, which was about a year and a half ago, uh yeah actually about a year and a half ago um i was already cutting out certain foods such as you know uh, let's let's try cutting out you know um bell peppers okay i was like okay well that's out you know let's say i even try cutting out rice you know okay let's you know Mm -hmm. there was a lot of a lot of trial and error because as you know you start really finding out um you know what foods you can tolerate and what foods you can't you know um for me it was also that trial and error of like can I drink orange juice, like freshly squeezed orange juice? Mm-hmm. Or, I, or, you know, I can't, but I can also eat an orange. So it was also finding out that, you know, the way it's processed or the way it's, mm-hmm. you know, how you digest it is very important. And those are things that I did not know nothing about. Um, so I definitely give credit where credit's due. My fiance has been amazing at, she's more of a bookworm than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, she's done so much more research than I am because yes, I, I am in fact pretty stubborn. Um, but then we came across, um, paleo, paleo diet. And mm-hmm. then we looked in further and it's, we came across autoimmune. So it's called AIP, right? Mm-hmm. Um, autoimmune paleo diet, which was pretty tough for me. That one was a really tough one, but I decided to do that little cold turkey. Um, we went into it and it, I mean, I, I say we because she definitely helped me out with the cooking and, and just preparations mm-hmm. of a daily lit thing. Um, I struggled for about a week and a half. I mean, my I was very snappy. Um, my moods changed. And ultimately, is because I had my favorite foods. I already had my foods that I was so used to, which was carbs, which was bread, you know, yeah. um, rice, bread, egg whites. Um, so I ended up having to cut those out. And this is kind of a temporary thing because in, with AIP, you're supposed to start trigger. I mean, um, incorporating those little by little. But by this mm-hmm. time, your body should be able to tell you if it's too soon or it's okay. And this is the whole main focus of AIP is to help heal your gut um, by not eating things that are ultimately going to, you know, um, going to affect your gut. So, yeah, that was a tough phase. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> How long did you do that for? Are you still doing it or I'm still was it kind of a... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, How long has it been? Uh, over a year. Yeah, actually, I want to say since oh, that's fantastic. Started, I want to say I could be I could be butchering it, but maybe March. No, actually, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been over a year. So, oh, I that's fantastic. To, I want to say February was my last. Um, February was my last uh, little flare up that I had. So it's been one year. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So what I do now is I I'm pretty strict, especially throughout the week, 
And then of course, if we go out, whether it's, you know, date night, then I'll find my good foods and I'll try to, you know, um, but now, yeah, I pretty much just have like, I guess you could say like a cheat meal. Mm-hmm. Now I've just found it more of a cheat meal as opposed to a cheat day. So if I, let's just say, let's just say I eat pizza, um, which I'm very, very picky about in the sense, because I'll see, you know, how greasy it is too and how, you know, so I try to find the least greasy pizza if I ever do eat it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just say I eat pizza on a Friday night. Because I ate that on a Friday night, I really, really try to eat clean come all day Saturday or as much as I can Saturday, whether it's drinking a lot of water, my breakfast, how I eat my breakfast, what I eat my breakfast, very light foods. So that way I'm just not hitting my stomach or my digestive parts, um, like, you know, hitting it with the bat over and over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think a lot of people may be doing where it's like, hey, I'm going to have a cheat day. So they have breakfast, lunch, and dinner, very tough. Well, ultimately, to come back from that the next day, I mean, your body's just kind of like screaming for a little bit of help. Um, Yeah, it really does make a difference. And that's something that I've certainly noticed myself too is if I eat something that I know I shouldn't, I can pretty well handle it as long as I just do it that one time right then and I don't continue to just assault my system with with everything I can think of <laughs> for the next, you know, two days, Definitely. then it's, then it's trouble. But <laughs> mm-hmm. that's exactly what it but is. There is I mean, that balance. As much as I would love to have, you know, Friday night pizza every Friday, I just, mm-hmm. you know, so it's yeah. really understanding like, Hey, I just had Friday. I had pizza like last Friday. I'm like, you know what? I should have, you know, just a lot, just a healthier option. And um, for me, like I said, it's really about finding the right foods. And we've tried. Like I said, I'm not afraid to eat bread. I'm not afraid to have a bowl of rice. But because I know I don't have it every day or even to say every week, I know it's not going to affect me as bad or it's not going to hurt me. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I'm sure as well as yourself, as many of other people, um, I've been in a restaurant. You know, I actually I've been in a restaurant where it's been about three or four bites in and I push it away. And then it's because it yeah. caused me so much pain. And obviously my fiance kind of knows me already. So she's like, is it, is it? And I was like, yes. And I'm like, and no, I'm embarrassed, you know, whether we're friends and family and they're like, why are you not eating? And I'm like, I just, I just can't right now. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And it's good to have that support. I know, um, it seems strange, but it's like our, our spouses or significant others, our partners, they, they almost, they're very in tune with us. Cause I know my husband will very often, um, I've been doing good for a while now, but when I, ha- when I don't do well, like he can tell and it's like just the look on my face or just the way my demeanor changes, he knows. And it's, it's kind of like, all right, well, let's shift gears. What do we have to do different? And, and so mm-hmm. they, it's great to have someone by your side that, you know, truly understands and supports, supports you along the way. Yeah, that's very huge. I mean, she actually a couple of weeks ago she even mentioned she's like I, I i give you so much credit and i was like what I'm like i took out the trash no big deal you know like i'll do it <laughs> yeah. uh, but she was like you i've seen you say no to sweets you know and cinnamon rolls and cookies uh, mm-hmm. so much that i've like you know before you just didn't you know and and um she goes i'm like you know what I mean, it's the simple things of simple. It's like, is it worth it? You know, like, yes, yeah. a craving. Who knows? I might, I don't know. I might be wrong. Maybe it is. <laughs> don't get me wrong. But 
it's just one of those like I'd just rather not. Um, yeah, and like I said, I, it's it's those days that I'm like, you know what, I, I don't need it. You know, two hours later, I'm like, ah, I forgot all about it, right? Or this is, and it's just, yeah. Well, and a year, year and a half without a flare-up is incredible. So that's fantastic. And so keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's, 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 it, is, it is a lot of discipline. Um, but it's taking a lot. It's taken a lot of the, what I would say, certain little things that people have mentioned. Or, I mean, I had one doctor and it was a GI. And he goes, you know what? I don't think your traveling can ever really be the same. You know, ultimately because of the, the way you're the way you are and the way things should be and i was like what do you mean You're like well maybe long flights and i was like well i'm i'm prepared to be careful i'm prepared to plan for mm-hmm. that nature he goes yeah but you're not going to want to really you know even your your weightlifting it's not really ever going to be the same and i'm like i, I hey i mean i just looked at him and i obviously I, I looked at melissa which is my fiance and i i she knew and i was like for me it was just like i love the challenge um, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you're the challenge accepted. Exactly. I'm all, you know what? I'll, our next, my next visit, I'll be sure to send you the pictures of me in New York, you know, or whatever the case is. Like, yeah. It's like, let me, let me, let me put that kind of decision on myself, you know? Um, yeah. Whether I fall or fail and I, I regret it later, and you might say, I told you so. I mean, don't put walls that aren't necessarily needed to be there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, don't put that preconceived notion out there and, and then limit you limit yourself because that's what you heard absolutely absolutely so so what are some of the other are there other lifestyle changes that you've done you've kind of switched up the workouts yoga became a part of your practice your diet are there other things that you've done over the past year year and a half that you've found to be beneficial yeah definitely Mm -hmm. um i recently moved or we recently moved um so that was kind of big for us. We actually just moved about uh, in this past December. So I'd say two months ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So we actually moved to Palm Springs, um, California. Oh, how wonderful. Yeah. And um, for us, I mean, buying a home is really big. And it's, I know it's going to happen. Um, and that's it's definitely on our, you know, to-do list. Um, you know, like I said, one of those things that that comes up with me and my lifestyle now is, is medical bills and our lifestyle, right? It's, um, mm-hmm. you know, choosing the healthier route with, which some can argue that is, it's a ex- more expensive route. So mm-hmm. with those, you start really making decisions of like, Hey, you know, though I love my city and though where I was raised in the area and the community, I was like, you know what, I probably need a slower paced life. And, um, as well as she took a, a great opportunity to, you know, to move and we had discussed it. Um, and we're like, you know what? Let's move. I mean, it's 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 slower, um, less traffic. I'm not sitting on you know one hour of traffic from you know to and from work, and, and she's not either. Mm-hmm. So that just brings such a big, big like sense of tranquility of like, hey, like that's just time that you don't need to be in your car, um, stressed out, upset, you know, yelling at people or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so all those things take an effect, um, and of course, it's it is a little bit just. Yeah, a little more spacious out here, which is awesome. And probably sunshine, I imagine, in Palm mm-hmm. Springs. Yes, <laughs> definitely, definitely. So a lot of sunshine. Um, one of the things, it does get pretty hot. It's in the desert. So it's uh, we're probably looking at maybe 120 um, in mm-hmm. summer. So it's something we're going to prepare for. But, of course, also understanding, like, it's um, the cost of buying a home. It is a lot less. So that's, you know, mm-hmm. all those things, it affects you so much mindset-wise 
that of course your body just triggers from there you know i've mentioned it before like hey if you ever had a fight like you ever fought you ever had a fight with your spouse and you're so upset that you lose your appetite well mm -hmm. that happens and that's how things are in life in the sense of like how much it affects your gut so if you ever have like a bad moment a sad moment a frustrated moment you have no idea how much you're really affecting your gut and yeah so I don't know. I mean, I've been blessed, like I say, and I'll say it again. You know, I'm super blessed with my family, friends, and of course, my fiance to just have them understand me, you know, have them understand that, you know, I am going to have my bad days. Um, but to answer your question, it's really about honing in on the core foundation, like the root mm -hmm. of like who you are and what keeps you grounded and what's your anger and just always going back to your anger. Um, and that's just really big to me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, trying different things, too. I mean, I, you know, I, I was always big on trying yoga. And then it wasn't until I tried yoga. And I was like, oh, man, this is like so much more challenging than I thought. But it was an mm -hmm. exciting challenge, you know, um, hiking. You know, now we're trying to do a little more activities such as like mud runs. Um, and like I said, just just I don't know. I'm, I'm continuing to still try to explore as much lifestyle. Yeah. And not really build of like, oh, I'm sick or I may be ill. Um, yeah, I'm going to be ill. And those days I'm going to rest. And if you don't like it, you know, it's just not something that for you to really like anyways. Um, but uh, the days that I'm not, I'm, you best believe I'm just going to make the best of my life. Well, and I love your desire and your dedication to being adaptable. And so kind of as you were talking about, even with the travel words, you know, like, I'll take on that challenge, but you're constantly finding new ways to navigate things and you're looking outside the box and you're just, you're looking at the problems differently to be like, all right, well, this is just, this is the current hurdle and let's see what I can do to get over it. And I love that. Thank you. Thank you. I, I definitely just try to just be as, as optimistic as I possibly can in life. Um, it's kind of something I've always just kind of carried with me in the sense of, I mean, I, you know, you, you go back to that simple thought of like, it can be worse, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And though, I, you know, I, I mean, I, I just have, a, I just give a lot of credit to the, to the people around me um, that understand me, that appreciate, you know, uh, myself. And I just hope that I, I, you know, like to believe I try to have a good head on my shoulders who's still striving. Um, and yeah, it's a push, but you know. So tell me a little bit about Purple Roots Clothing. When did that come into the picture? And talk to me about how how and when you got that started and the advocacy that you're doing from that. Yeah, so um, Purple Roots. Purple Roots is pretty awesome. <laughs> um, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so Purple Roots originally was kind of founded by an idea of myself that I was originally um, a good friend of mine, one of my best friends, um, we really had always talked about like, I mean, not always talked about, but it kind of came up like, Hey, what, what would you, what would you think of kind of starting like a clothing brand, you know, um, geared toward fitness. Um, and it just makes it us just really ruthless of like what we do of just always pushing ourselves always. And I loved it. You know, um, I also had actually worked, um, I worked in retail for about 10 years prior to mm -hmm. like the construction industry that I'm in now. Um, so I love clothing. I love looking good. It's just one of those things. I just like clothes as in general. Um, um, so that's always been a little bit of a niche, I guess you can say. But then mm -hmm. one of the things that really struck me um, is I did want to actually like help raise awareness to something and what was something that was important to me, which was 
clearly what I'm going through, um, Crohn's disease. Um, yeah. It was as simple as, you know, what I wanted to kind of search for Google. Um, there's probably a lot of things that I'm kind of hopefully let's see if let's see if I'm saying it right. So bear with me. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of for me, I found that whenever I searched um, like a clothing company in support of Crohn's disease, I just felt it was very loud of like, hey, I have Crohn's like boom, boom, boom. Right. Mm -hmm. um, that's cool. I actually, you know, I have some of those shirts today, um, yeah. <laughs> but I really wanted to make something where it's like, it's for a cause, but you can wear it every day. Um, it's not yeah. screaming like I have Crohn's disease, you know, my gut, I don't have one or whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, you know, it's something that I can wear or someone that who doesn't have Crohn's disease can still wear. And it looks very, mm -hmm. very fashion forward, um, you know, geared towards an active lifestyle. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's a cause, you know, and, um, of course, root to me, the word roots really founded from like, Hey, what keeps me grounded? You know, what is the main foundation of why I, I wake up every day and I just still try to be as happy as I can and live the best, you know, and those are the things that I feel like anyone should like find the things that make you happy. Um, mm -hmm. find the things that keep you grounded find like your anchors, find the main roots of your lifestyle, whether it's family, friends, work, you know, passion, um, so to speak, uh, you know, lifestyle of like working out. And I don't mean working out at just the gym, of course, right? Yoga, hiking, cycling, um, you know, any type of martial arts. Like what is it that really keeps you like the main roots of your branch of like how you flourish in life? Um, mm -hmm. and everyone has that. I think everyone has that. I mean, some may show it, some may not, you know, I think just everyone just needs to find it. And that was just my thing of like, Hey, this is what I feel like is, you know, and obviously one of them, one of those roots being Crohn's disease. I mean, that's just one of the gear towards the roots. And that's kind of why some of the roots are colored in purple and some of them are not because at the end of the day, it's, it's a piece of me. It's not all of me. Um, yeah. and then, uh, purple was just, of course, because purple of, Crohn's disease. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I think that I was... Love, I love that. I love the roots. I love I love the purple. I love the symbolism of what the roots are and, and how you kind of express that anyone can wear it. It's, it's your roots. What are the roots that, that ground you and make you who you are? Mm -hmm. I love that. So how long ago did you start it? It was just a couple of years ago? Actually, less than a year ago, I actually first like design and I, I like I said, I like just drawing. I like like fashion. Um, so I just put all these little small things into play. I mean, I told my friend, I was like, hey, you know, to be honest with you, like, I'm kind of going to do this, you know, at what I would say, like my own pace of things um, at my own time. Um, this way, I don't necessarily like the, the best part about this and the best part about process is I know it's going to be very slow, um, but it but it's at my pace. Um, mm -hmm. Reason for that is let's just say I get a flare up and I'm out in the hospital or one week or two weeks and I don't really feel like posting anything or anything like that, right? Um, this way I'm just at my own pace. You know, if I choose to post things and announce a, a new upcoming shirt or, a, a, you know, a women's sweater that I might come out with, like it'll come out at my own pace and I don't feel pressured or I don't feel, you know, in anyone's other timeline. Um, mm -hmm. And at the same time, it's going to be my journey. You know, it's, it's something that I, that I, I mean, the whole thing is for, to hopefully be an advocate and, and be an ambassador of my own company of what I do and what I live with every day, which is 
Crohn's disease, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so if I can inspire someone else to just keep on pushing by the simplicity of a, of a t-shirt, then that brings me so much. Like I'm, I'm beyond blessed if I could ever do that. Um, so that is kind of where I thought that I'm just going to do it at my time, at my pace, at my own, you know, and I want to start little by little, like, Hey, I'm, I'm testing out different garments and different designs all because I just, they come to mind for me. It's just like, Hey, let me draw Mm -hmm. it out. You know, I've teamed up with great people that, um, have, you know, a printing company and little by little, I'm like, Hey, let's just try this, you know? So it's a very slow process, but, um, little by little, you know, and that's the best part. It's just going to be at my pace. So that's fantastic. And what kind of things do you have now? You've definitely got t-shirts. What else do you have in your line? (laughs) So it's very small, but you know, um, Mm -hmm. it's, uh, I do have men's t-shirts. Um, another thing is, uh, crew necks, um, pullover hoodies and women's tank tops, women's, women's racer back. Um, and obviously going into summer, I mean, especially for us in Southern California over here, um, I definitely want to, and we'll be coming out with a women's tank top as well as a men's tank top. Um, and then, like I said, it doesn't always have to, you know, spill out purple roots right in front of you. Some of them, it's going to be fun. You know, some of it's going to be very inspirational that anyone can wear. Um, and that's my goal. Um, and of course I definitely want to link it to where, um, and they, it, it already is linked to where proceeds do get donated to the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. Um, so, of course, it's definitely back to a meaning and to something that's really important to me because I have, in fact, met um, little kids, um, teenagers mm-hmm. that actually have Crohn's. And, you know, I had it, you know, I got it when I was 26. So I didn't necessarily deal with the troublesome of, of, of school, you know, bullying, you know, um, things of that nature. So that hits, that's pretty tough for me. Um, so I, um, I definitely want to make sure that I'm doing my part to help support. And if not like, you know, um, just kind of hopefully inspire, um, other individuals, you know, younger kids that are kind of going through a tough time, you know, they don't feel like they can do a certain sport because they maybe have the, a lost, lost on me back. Sorry. I'm saying it wrong ostomy ostomy bag you, <laughs> you know it. yeah sorry ostomy bag you know um and those things because i did meet someone who is who wants to be homeschooled uh was a great kid mm-hmm. his name is matthew um from orange county um he wanted to be homeschooled because he just didn't feel comfortable um playing in basketball you know at the gym mm-hmm. um changing in the locker room because he had the bag and that just that breaks my heart um yeah it really tears at your tugs at your heartstrings to mm-hmm. Cause just like you, I was, I was an adult when I got diagnosed and I, you know, I try to envision what it would be like as a a child. I mean, high school, middle school, it's already hard enough when you don't have any health problems, Mm -hmm. but then you throw in something like that and it's just a whole different uh, mountain to climb. Yeah. Especially because we all can agree that it's not, there's no book, you know, there's no, you know, one, two, three steps of how to do live with this. Everyone's Mm -hmm. different. And, um, and it's very hard to understand that, right? Because, you know, what you can eat, maybe I can't, you know, um, mm-hmm. and, vi- and vice versa. And so it's not a tough pill. I mean, it is a tough pill to swallow to understand that, you know, to come to, to come to agreements that like, hey, this is my journey, you know, and, and though I have, hopefully, you know, everyone does has a great background of inspiration and, and maybe some great roots of, um, of uh, support. Um, but some people don't, you know, at the same time, some yeah. people may not. And, um, that's where I hope to maybe find that page of 
of myself um, as well as, you know, hopefully on social media of just trying to inspire someone like, hey, if I can post a pic that I'm at the gym trying to work on my life and hopefully you can too, whether it's, you know, it doesn't have to be at the gym, but just taking some steps of growth and, and challenge. I love that. I love seeing the inspiration and you definitely have that on your page. And I love seeing all the different people in the community that really do show that side of, of IBD that, you know, you can conquer things, you can come out on top and it, it's important to share that message. So speaking of social media, if people want to follow you, learn more about you and Purple Roots Clothing, where can they find you online? Yes. So uh, got some bad news on that. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> so um, definitely right now um, in the works for my website in hopes to da -da -da -da, drum roll, hopefully launch actually um, ending of next month. Um, no later oh, than fantastic. that, um, which would be, like I said, pretty exciting to just kind of really showcase everything. Um, right now, um, Instagram is definitely my main forefront of things. Uh, purple roots underscore, I'm sorry, purple underscore roots underscore clothing. Again, that's uh, purple underscore roots underscore clothing. Um, that's definitely the page that I try to link up as and showcase anything, you know, that I may come out with. Um, and then actually Facebook should be coming out actually within the next week. So Little by little, Perfect. I'm definitely trying to connect as much as I possibly can and just really try to make it a good streamlined order process and hopefully another way in, in, in any avenue to just tell my story of, yeah. you know, where I come from, why I choose to do what I do, and hopefully, um, like I said, inspire someone else. I think it's absolutely wonderful. I'm going to put all those links in the show notes and I'll, I, you'll probably have the Facebook up by the time this airs, so I'll... Mm -hmm. Be sure to include that if you've got that up. But I'll put that in the notes so that it's easy for everyone to be able to find. We've uh, we've talked for quite a while. Is there anything that I haven't asked you that you want to share with the community today? Um, that's a tough question. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, you know what? Um, I mean, we've covered a lot already. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I mean, I feel like I can talk for days. No, um, you know, honestly, for me, it's it's um, you know, I. I I'm not afraid to be open and I just really recommend not that everyone needs to be open, but just don't be afraid, you know, just don't be afraid to talk. Don't be afraid to just open up about these situations, whether you're going through certain, some things, you know, because um, I understand firsthand of how it can lead to other issues, um, depression, anxiety. Um, and I've been very fortunate enough to, you know, like I said, um, find really good exit exit routes of you know mm -hmm. not getting into those or not digging deep um but you know when you when you don't understand what you're going through or you don't understand what's changing or what's happening in your body it's really hard to i'm sorry it's really easy to step into the negatives you know um yeah and it's really i mean i i just if I, anyone can ever hear it's just um please don't hesitate to reach out um to ask me any questions whether health tips physical tips um working out tips um, but most importantly, understand that I am an open book. You know, um, I would tell you things that I've taken, whether it's medications, supplements, vitamins, things that have not worked out for me. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's been a journey, but I'm I'm very optimistic. I stay very positive as much as I can because I'm just you know I'm blessed, and so um, yeah. Well, thank you. Your optimistic voice is definitely needed in our community, and I appreciate you putting the the call, the opening out there to, to encourage people to talk with you and to ask you questions and, and being a voice that they can 
talk with and learn from. So thank you for that. And and thank you for visiting with me today and, and sharing so much of your story and sharing some of the background and the history on, on Purple Roots clothing. Thank you. Oh my gosh, Stephanie, thank you so much, honestly, um, for the opportunity. Um, it's a, honestly a huge honor. I'm super excited for us to maybe connect again in the future. Um, I definitely yes. enjoy all your, honestly, your positivity on your page, um, all your posts of just workouts and just, you know, it's, it's very inspiring for myself and it's people like you and other individuals that just really keep me like, Hey, we're not alone, you know? Um, and understanding that and it's like, Hey, we can all do this. Um, so just yeah. thank you. Well, thank you. And it definitely, you know, ditto. I feel the exact same way. I love watching your, your page and your posts and I love the inspiration. So we need more of that. So let's both keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> hey everyone. Many of you know how much I love the Intestinal Fortitude Supplements. Ever since discovering these products when I interviewed the founder, creator, and Crohn's Warrior, Will Jenkins, for this podcast, I've been using their probiotic, gut lining repair, and anti-inflammatory. These products were developed by a Crohn's Warrior, specifically for those of us with IBD. And for me, they have become an important part of keeping my symptoms, including mucus and inflammation, at bay. I truly love these products, and now I'm excited to let you know that if you use code CFF10, that's CFF like Crohn's Fitness Food, you can receive 10% off your order. Visit Crohn'sFitnessFood.com forward slash IF. And if you want to hear more about the creator, Will Jenkins, be sure to listen to episode 11 of this podcast. Thank you for listening to the Crohn's Fitness Food Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have an IBD story, either as a patient or a family member that you'd like to share as a guest on this podcast, or if you have a topic you'd like to hear about, send me an email at Crohn'sFitnessFood at gmail.com. If you'd like to learn more about me and my Crohn's journey, follow me on Instagram using at Food or visit my blog for in-depth articles about my struggles and victories with Crohn's through diet, fitness, and lifestyle at www.cronesfitnessfood.com. And finally, remember, be strong, be grateful, and be the warrior that you are.